Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Matt Kirkgaard online. How are you? Doing well, sir. How are you doing? I am awesome. Looking forward to this conversation. So for those that don't know you, why don't you share a little bit about you and uh, we'll dive right in. Sure. Uh, Well, like I said, my name is Matt Kirkgaard. I'm the owner of Movement Property Group in Nashville, Tennessee. We're one of the top real estate sales teams in the state of Tennessee. And um, I am a a musician by trade, classically trained pianist and composer, grew up, born and raised. And um, still actually have a, a side of me that's a, in the professional world as a musician as well and composer. And then um, own a real estate team and uh, have a wife and three incredible children and Nashville's home. But we we tend to travel quite a bit, both for real estate and for, for music. And um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, definitely interesting career paths there. You're a musician, obviously classically trained, uh, but also real estate in Tennessee, which has seen some dramatic growth over the last few years for sure. Uh, it's huge. Def- and, and, you know, and, and I'd love to hear your thoughts as to why, you know, what, what do you think drove people, uh, to, you know, start uh, expanding there? I've, you know, been a big fan of, of Tennessee and Nashville for a very long time, been through there several times in my career and, and through traveling and you know and, sure. and driving driving between Detroit and Florida you take little yeah. you know deviations and and you visit and spend time but uh, what are some of the reasons why you think there's been such a growth yeah you know Nashville kind of is um, Nashville is the I think it was one of the nation's best kept secrets for a while and the secrets just kind of out of the bag um, at the end of the day Nashville has a lot of um, Infrastructure has a lot. It kind of has its own ecosystem since the entire music industry has been pretty much headquartered there for a long time. Um, it's kind of operated under the radar, I think, because that's kind of in the environment and the the ecosystem, the industry that's primarily there. But we have, um, you know, a large university province. We've got Vanderbilt and Belmont and Tribeca and Lipscomb. And so we've got a pretty good university poll. And then recently, I think that people have realized that Nashville has a lot of the amenities of an A-level metropolis, but a fraction of the prices, fraction of property tax, we have no state income tax. And so you've started to see a lot of tech industry move in. We've we've uh, been dubbed the next startup um, capital of the country. You've seen, um, you know, Tennessee passed a state film tax law. So now you're seeing some Hollywood studios relocate to Tennessee. So then what you have is you have tech companies and startups and you've got medical with Vanderbilt and with, um, you know, TriStar, you've got the music industry, you've got film industry, and you just kind of have all these things converging at the same time. The prices are still, you know, accessible. Taxes are still accessible. State state income tax still doesn't exist. So then everyone else starts moving in to fill the rest of that that void. Um, You know, we have 60,000 new jobs. That means 120 some thousand supporting jobs to support those 60,000 new people. And, um, it just exploded. And so it was it was literally like a match lit to a, a TNT canister. It just blew up. And now Nashville is the place. Um, and we kind of frog hopped and went to an A-level metropolis. And now we've got the best culinary, the best coffee. We've got, you know, an incredible amount of culture and diversity. And then you bring in all of the the job opportunity as well. And the entrepreneurial spirit that's always existed in Nashville anyway. And it's just is kind of that perfect storm. 
Yeah, I agree, especially on the well, all all fronts, but especially on the entrepreneur side. You know, so many people that are in the coaching, consulting, online business, you constantly hear, and you know, where are you at? You know, Nashville. Uh, of course you are. And sure. it's, yeah, it just it makes sense because I, because of all of those things kind of growing at once, mm-hmm. and 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 also too, I'm sure the pandemic helped even further because it when did. people decided, okay, you know, I'm going to go live somewhere else. I don't want to be anchored to Manhattan or LA or yep. other yep. parts. They're like, okay, where where could we go? And you know, they. They look up. It's like you know, growing areas, and you know, Nashville is, shows up at the top of the list, and 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 it's rightfully so because you know, weather-wise, it's decent. You're close to everything. You've got a, a infrastructure system, interstate roads. It, it's easy to get to and from. That's the other thing is geographically, Nashville's right in the center of most of your eastern U.S. major major hubs, and Nashville sits right in the center. So. Um, what Chicago used to be, Nashville's becoming. Um, and so Nashville's becoming that center hub in the East. It's an easy flight to New York. It's an easy flight to the hubs in Texas, to Denver. And actually, it's an easy flight to Europe. I tell people all the time, I, I can get to, I can get to London straight through on a nonstop flight from Nashville in six and a half hours. So it, um, we do a lot of work in Europe. And so you get those, you get that, that play pretty easily in Nashville right now, which is great. So geographically, it's ideal as well. Yeah, so everything aligned and it, it landed well. And again, I, I love, I love the state, love Nashville because, you know, obviously growing up, you know, music was one thing. But every time I went through there, even as a kid, I'm like, there's more to it than this. And it wasn't oh, any sure. near developed as you know. The last sure. time I was through there, it was like, where <laughs> am I? Because you different city. Exactly. You know, I think of an, another example real quick is the area where the Atlanta Braves built their new stadium. I was through there and, you know, last year and, and I'd been through that area before because I had aunt and uncle and family that lived in Georgia. So I was, you know, been around that general area and I'm looking around and it was literally as if I'd never been there before because it was so different and so developed and everything is just new. And again, I love the idea and and what you mentioned about, you know, for every job that gets created, you get basically, two jobs or three jobs created out of that situation. So every time somebody locates and going back to what you said a moment ago about the Europe situation, when European countries or companies are thinking, okay, we want to expand in the U S six hour flight. That's going to be a big check mark. And and they're like, wait a minute. That's, that's easy. One way flight. Boom. Or everything. Yep. Yeah, and then it's it's accessible to everywhere else. At this point, again, you just got the accessibility to everywhere else in the, the country and all the other industries, and so yeah, it just kind of it kind of hit. And so I always tell people, Nashville's moved from a C level metropolis to an A level metropolis, and very soon our contemporaries will be New York, LA, San Francisco, Chicago. In the suburbs are going to benefit from it too, because eventually they're like, you know, there's going to be people. It's like, yeah, I don't want to live right in the city. I want to oh, be sure. close. And then you you have the infrastructure there, and it, they already it, are. Our commuter cities are already experiencing massive appreciation and massive growth as well. And it's all based on Nashville's growth. But you've got Cookville about an hour, hour and twenty minutes outside of Nashville that's experiencing a massive growth and appreciation based on what's happening in Nashville. So, yeah. So where do you see it going from here? Continued growth or do you see it kind of hitting kind of a, a saturation point for a period? I, I guess it really depends I on a chance. 
Yeah. Well, uh, especially my, I, I, I tend to be pretty bullish, but I, um, I, my anticipation is, well, my anticipation is, is that we're halfway through the spike. So what we've seen in the last, you know, seven years, um, we're going to see that same growth again in the next seven years. Um, which means over the course of about a 14 year period of time, we'll double in size, um, and over oh, double in size really. And we'll have put a mark and, and Nashville will be a, a named city, you know, uh, across the country. So I think we're about halfway through that spike. If, if, uh, you know, if I am thinking right, well, that's nothing's wonderful. stopping now. We're still, we're still growing fast. Things are still coming into town. People are still moving heavily. And again, when you're comparable to New York and LA, what's really got to happen is Nashville's got to start balancing out to feel like a New York or LA. Because until it does, everyone's still going to be moving there. Um, I had a guy move from move from Manhattan. He had a condo, a two bedroom condo in Manhattan, and sold for a couple million dollars, and um, made moved to Nashville. And still, currently in the current climate, was still able to buy an eight thousand square foot house on three acres of land and you know ten minutes from downtown, and for you know two and a half million dollars. And uh, so he got into that, and he asked me what property taxes were, and I said eighty eight hundred. And he said, like jaw drops to the ground, was like eighty eight hundred a month. You've got to be joking me. That's so cheap. And I was like, no, no, eighty eight hundred a year. I mean, we're just talking about massive, massive um, disparity in between between Nashville and these other cities that we're comparable to. So until we get closer to that, they're going to still be moving here. People from New York are still going to move to Nashville until we're somewhat close to that. So I think we're going to get somewhat close to that. Forbes and Yahoo Finance did a joint article a little bit ago. And gosh, you know, I, I will have to find the article, but um, put it out at the end of last summer. And they said that they, they anticipated by 2028, so six years from now, that um, Clarksville and Cookville, which are two of our commuter towns, uh, Clarksville is about 45 minutes north of Nashville and Cookville is about an hour uh, east of Nashville. Those two towns, their average price point will be 1.2 million. Right now, their average price point is about 250 to 300,000. Um, and so we're talking massive growth there, which would put the average price point in Davidson County, which is Nashville proper, probably around two to two and a half million. And so I think that's the kind of trajectory we're on, if I'm honest with you. So I'm still telling people Nashville is the place to be by everything you can buy in Nashville right now, because it's just not going down. Yeah. And again, you've got access to everything. And it's you know, one of the things where if you didn't have, you start naming off stores and restaurants. Yes, yes, yes. You have all of that. You've got I it did. close to everything. You know, you get professional sports. The college, you know, we're well or well, at least I am. College sports. I, you know, I, I, you know, Tennessee very well. You know, as far as college sports when it comes, of course. To and now we've got the professional sports. We've got football. We've got hockey. We've got baseball. We just put a major league soccer team in. We're talking about we've got NASCAR racing and Formula One racing. And I mean, the 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 sports and entertainment piece of Nashville's grown. We're the number one Fourth of July show in the country. Last year we had almost four hundred thousand people packed into downtown Nashville for Fourth of July. Um, we've got CMAs and GMAs, and Nashville has always known how to do big events because that's what we've done. The one thing Nashville has always done is these music industry events like the CMAs and the GMAs and stuff like that. So Nashville's done that. And now everyone else has realized, man, if I'm if I want to throw a big event around a hockey game, I'm gonna get Carrie Underwood and Alan Jackson and Brad Paisley to come sing because they live down the road. And so we're gonna be able to shut down downtown, have stages set up, and this becomes way more than just the Preds made the Stanley Cup. There were um, there were announcers there that live in Canada that have announced for years and years and years, and they said they've never seen anything like they saw in Nashville when the Preds made the Stanley Cup. And it's because we just know how to shut down the entire downtown and have stages on every street and A-list artists on every stage. And 
And that's just what we do. And so now that applies to everything else. So we've just brought all these other other worlds into that world and kind of combined those forces. And so it's something that's pretty unstoppable, in my opinion. Um, Nashville knows how to party. I know that. We know, fact. Yeah. We know how to party for better or worse. <laughs> exactly. It's all good. So let, let's segue real quick before we wrap up uh, to the the music side of things. Obviously, yeah. you know, growing up and and, and everything and, and being classically trained and things like that. You know what? You know, why? And I guess this is probably a question I should have asked before that was okay. okay. You've been trained on that, but then you went into real estate. How did how did you get into real estate? What was uh, the interest behind that? Well, um, I actually did music. Music was my full time, was my only. I went to school for music in Los Angeles. I tested out the music program as a freshman. So I moved to Nashville, lived in my car for six weeks, which every Nashvilleian has that story. Um, but, um, you know, did it and I worked to get into the music industry. I was in the industry proper for about six years and then I stepped into a solo career and we traveled a fair amount. And, um, I played about 35 shows through Europe and I, I was starting to kind of move that direction. Long story short, um, met a girl, got married, you know, the story. And, uh, we had a family member that dropped a pretty significant amount of debt on us and, um, lost our house and we were homeless for a year and a half. And, uh, and when I say homeless, I mean, we lived in a friend's dining room or another friend's garage or um, she got an Indian gig in Paris. So we moved to Paris for three months, but we didn't have a place. We couldn't afford a place for our own for a while. Um, and so someone suggested the idea of real estate to me, which I'd never thought of. It was never on my radar. And I did my 90 hours of course work in about a week and I got my license and, and just kind of hit the ground running. And um, within six months, I was on the top 10 agents in the highest volume office in the state. Um, long story short, real estate kind of continued to be a source of recovery and provision for my family. And so I continued to grow that part of my life for a little bit. The pandemic hit music wasn't happening during the pandemic anyway. So I did a couple online shows and kind of played to that crowd and, and really honed in real estate and started a team. And with the idea of leveraging myself back out into music eventually, um, and so I did. I started a team and we have, um, we were again in the top five teams in the highest volume office in the state um, last year. And in November, I initiated a merge with another top team. And so this year will be in the top, probably the top five in the Southeast. Um, and part of that merger is leveraging myself out. So I am kind of the visionary. I'll have my hand in it. I'll, I'll kind of bring some relationships to the table. But for the most part, I'm back out. I'm actually transitioning back. I've got a huge music project I'm working on this year. And um, so I'll be back to music for the most part. That'll be my full time this year in real estate. I'll kind of be my side hustle. But um, but yeah, that's kind of how real estate came about. Really random, but it was out of necessity. And then the pandemic honestly let me kind of focus and hone in that part of my life and figure out how to leverage, you know, build something that I could leverage myself back out of. So music has always been the the game plan for sure. Well, that's awesome. And it's great that it that it provided for you and mm-hmm. allowed you to, you know, get out of uh, you know, that situation that uh, you and your yeah. your wife got yourself, you know, inherited, excuse me. Yeah. And and you know, what uh, that's not the inheritance people usually sign up for, but uh, uh not the not the ideal, no. No, no, but ultimately you you took the opportunity and you were like, okay, well let's let's figure this out. And you did, and you know, became successful and to the point, and now you get to have that choice that freedom right. of okay yeah this year i'm gonna play music 
yeah. next year, you know, it's like I'm kind of tired of the road. We'll do some of both. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I'll do some local shows, things like that. But I'm, I'm gonna, you know, get back in the real estate a little bit. And that, yep. that that's called freedom, my friend. Um, it is. And it really put me into that entrepreneur. We talked about entrepreneurship earlier. You know, I think that that's the key is it put me into that place where I could, I kind of have multiple businesses and multiple plates spinning. And, um, and I think exactly what you said, there's a lot of freedom in that at the end of the day, because it, it doesn't bind me to one direction, one path, one pursuit. And I can hone in all of these and that ends up being really great. So that's awesome. So Matt, love this conversation. Where can people find about you and your company and music and anything else you want to share? Everywhere. Um, I'm obviously everywhere. You can, as far as Movement Property Group, you can go to movementpropertygroup.com. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all of the, all the, the socials. Um, music's the same. You can go to mattkirkmusic.com. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. You can find me on YouTube and then, uh, uh, you can find my, my next endeavor is actually called Arcade Orchestra. You can look that up as well and kind of get a head start on that because it's going to be pretty epic. So, um, but yeah, look me up, find me. That's awesome. Definitely have that in the show notes. So Matt, continued success to you. And thanks so much for your time today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.